The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Rough Drafts 2017 Summer Split Team by Team Preview. As always, I am your favorite guest co-host and your Guest the Lines champion, Walter Ciades Fedchek. And guys, we have we have a good one for you today. We've gone through the two finalists of the Spring Split and G2 and the Unicorns of Love. We got the top two out of the way. Now we're moving on to sort of the next tier of European LCS, and I can think of no person that I'd rather talk about European League of Legends with than my good friend, Chase Redshirt King Wassener. Chase, we have we have a doozy of a team today, because I, so, I have some thoughts on this team. Yeah, and I think that everyone should have thoughts on this team. I think that this is a team that last split, I, I came in feeling a little bit underwhelmed by. I thought I had some question marks that I needed to see answered. And I saw all those questions answered. And the fact that I ended up being right in my prediction, I was right for all the wrong reasons. I, I thought you know, previously that their shot calling was going to be strong enough, but their players didn't necessarily mesh well. Turns out their players mesh together really well, but they have some questions in terms of how they like to play out the ends of games that I think they'll need to answer this season. I mean, yeah, H2K did nothing. To, to solve their shot calling, their mid-game, late-game, decision-making questions at all. Mm-hmm. Um, a period. Uh, th- let's just go over the roster real quick. It's the same roster that was in the spring. Odawande in the top lane. Yankos, the uh, the first blood king in the jungle. Febivin as the mid laner, and then Nuclear and Shay as your bot lane. And they, of course, are continuing to be coached by good old Prolly. I love Prolly. Yep. I'm so yeah. happy he's still around. I really hope he never leaves. <laughs> With that being said, Chase. Yes. Um, they sort of failed in the playoffs where they were they were three uh, would by Fnatic. Yeah, I think in, failed is fair. In, in an absolute surprise. This isn't the first time HGK has failed in the playoffs. They no, failed not. in the playoffs quite often. Uh, sure, last, last summer they took third place, but to me that was a failure with that roster. That was a really, really good roster, and it sort of fell apart. Uh, in the playoffs, and they sort of had to struggle to make sure that they got that three seed. And then once they got to Worlds, um, yeah, they made it to the semifinals, but it wasn't the strongest, like, semifinal performance. We were there. Um, Yeah, but, you know, they got to the semifinals. Let's remember that only four teams in the world did it, and three of them were Koreans. That's worth something. 
There were other teams in that group that could have overtaken H2K, and they didn't. And I think that when you look at why that has to be the case, well, Oduwamne and Yankos are two giant reasons why that team has consistently been good. And Yankos in particular is just an absolute monster. I mean, when you look at his numbers, however you want to evaluate a jungler, if you want it just by kills, 134, that was by far more than just about any other jungler per game. Uh, you look at KDA, 4.9. Kill participation, 70.1%. The guy was everywhere. He was the guy who was getting this entire system going. And it was a system that relies on him to get things going. If you gank for your solo laners, you get Oduwamne or Fabivan to get early laning leads. Fabivan in particular had pretty substantial laning leads on average last bit. 5.2 CS differential at 10 minutes during the regular season on average. Like, this is a team that really takes those small advantages and just accelerates through and through, snowballs these leads. Small leads become big leads. Big leads become, you know, barons that then close out games. And when the system is functioning properly, they are one of the strongest teams in the league. And I think that what made this particular iteration so good in the regular season and, and therefore so much more disappointing when we got to the postseason was just the quality of players across the board. You know, this was a team in which I had all five of these players individually on my all-pro voting list in some way, shape, or form. And some of that has to do with how top-heavy Europe was. Um, you know, there were a lot of teams that I, I think didn't put together any all-pro performances. But you know what? I have to give credit to Nuclear and Che. This is a bot lane that played a lot better than I thought they were going to. This is a bot lane that held their own in the laning phase, and we saw Nuclear did really well. Uh, especially on champions like Jin, where he could contribute to team fighting in that way. I, I think that there's a lot of potential for these players if they can get used to each other, if they can, you know, find that next step in the process. They certainly have the talent to do it. They certainly have uh, the, you know, just pure game mechanics and, and team fighting ability. You know, as a cohesive unit, they just have to better understand where to go and how to adjust when the enemy team does something that's a little weird because they had no backup plan during the playoffs and it cost them big time. Is this is this a player issue or is this a coach issue? Let's let's I love Prolly. I love Prolly. Yeah. But he's been the the constant for H2K. Since since basically their inception. He's been their head coach for a very, very long time. Yes. And it seems like this is an issue that they just have. Period. Mm. It doesn't matter who the players are. It doesn't matter the meta. It doesn't matter anything. It just seems like H2K does not know how to play the mid to late game macro game well consistently. They've had some games where they're, they've made fantastic decision making and they've executed split push as well, but just consistently day in and day out, they have issues with it. So so you as a former coach, do you think this is a coaching issue or is this a player issue? Uh, the answer to that question is yes. Um, you know, of course, the, the... of course you're going to take the cop out. I want you well, to throw no, someone no. under the bus here. Because I want you to understand that, you know, it's just like a lot of these systems, you know, the biggest problem that they have is that in-game shot calling is a lot easier when you're ahead than when you're behind. 
It's very easy to do well with it when you're winning because you're getting excited by the kills, you're bouncing off of each other, you're seeing clear advantages because then you get back to lane with these item advantages and gold advantages and can then use those things. You, you know, it becomes easier that way. You have clear points of strength in that way. And I, I think that the problem comes in that they don't really know what the call needs to be if they fall behind. You know, where, where does Yankos go? Yankos is a purely aggressive jungler. Uh, he's played maybe a little bit of Ivern, but you know he played it as a really good. aggressive. Yeah, but it was this, it was but it was much more aggressive Ivern than most Iverns we see. I'll put it that yeah, way. That's true. That's true. And I think that you know that's just the mode he has. So what happens if he's playing against a composition in which you don't really need an aggressive jungler because you're going to be better off scaling rather than trying to meet the enemy during their strongest moments? They didn't have an answer for that. Uh, what do you do in the bot lane if some weird thing like Twitch comes into play and Reckless starts building Frozen Mallet on it and then playing Vayne and building Frozen Mallet on it and everything else that, that Fnatic threw at them? I, I think that comes down to comfort in lane matchups. You have to be able to take that solo queue comfort when you're not used to playing something a lot in competitive scrimmages and making that work. But ultimately, I, I think that a lot of it does have to fall on Prawley, and I give him all the credit in the world for getting this team to the summer, uh, to the semifinals at last year. Uh, did very well in the summer split. I have problems with their inability to see certain things coming. I understand that you know, not every team is, you know, going to have the ability to have this giant in-depth scouting report on every team during the regular season, but you should have it ready for the playoffs. You should know what Fnatic's going to do. You should know Reckless's core champions and how to play around them because he's such a big part of that team. You should understand how to adjust to weird picks so that when they happen in pick and ban, you then say, okay, guys, here's what you need to be focusing on instead. And I think there's a rigidity there that is coming back to haunt probably in this system. I, I think that it's an example when you, you point to it and you could say, well, I know this works because it's worked before, and so that's what we need to do. It's like, yeah, but sometimes things change. And when it changes, you need to adapt. You have to have a backup strategy. What's H2K's backup strategy? What do they do when they have to play from behind? What do they do when they're not playing a composition that can just snowball the mid-game so clearly? I don't know if they know. And the fact that they haven't spent the time and energy to really invest in that backup strategy is incredibly concerning to me. And that comes down to coaching. So I, so I think that there's a comfort issue clearly mechanically in those matches, but I think there's also just a lack of flexibility in their team strategy. If this team is going to take out G2, if they're going to make the finals, if these guys are going to win a European championship, what is the catalyst for that? Yankos. Gotta outdo Trick. That's, okay. all, that's what this comes down to for them. You have to be able to shut Trick down, do what these teams in MSI have been doing, and really penalize his farming tendencies, penalize his, uh, his attempts to counter jungle at weird occasions. Like You have to have that down. If you establish that vision, catch him out. Yankos is mechanically the stronger player, I think he can grab those kills and suddenly they have a gold lead that they can move around the map to take up some of those other advantages. You know, I don't think individually at any one position they are 
significantly worse. I, I think, you know, if you like perks, that's great. But you should also like Forbidden quite a bit because Forbidden was incredibly consistent last split. You like Expect? I like Expect too. I like him slightly more than I like Oduwamne. But that doesn't mean I dislike Oduwamne, a guy who managed to do so much with so few resources last split. One of the lowest, if not the lowest, top laners in terms of uh, getting gold share from their team and managed to do so many great things with it in both team fights and in that laning phase. So I, I think that... They have the mechanical ability to keep up, but it's going to come down to punishing Trick and getting that snowball going because if it gets to the mid to late game, I do not trust their decision making as much as I trust G2s. Just straight up. That's just not how you're not going to win by out macroing G2 in the mid to late game. You've got to win that game before then. And H2K has the tools to do it. They just need to put it together consistently. All right, so so you, we've we've talked about the issues with the team. We talked about what does need to happen for everything to go right. At the end of the day, what happens, Mister Swami of Europe? I think they're fourth. Okay, I have them right now. Going to that third place game, I think the Unicorns of Love, as I mentioned in the last episode, I think they're third, and I think that's a bad matchup for H2K. I think they're just still one step away. Um, and that's not to say they're a bad team. I think they can get to Worlds, potentially. I think they're going to be one of the strongest teams of the gauntlet if that's the way they have to go through it. But I have not seen that next gear from H2K. I haven't seen that shocking surprise, like, oh my god, I didn't know they could do this. Like, wh what pocket picks do we point to from last season and really say, like, oh yeah, that's something where they really surprised us with how they played uh, the game. Yako's playing Ivory. Yeah, sure, but he played it the same way. Like, that's the thing. Even when he's a different champion, it's almost always the same playstyle. He's always trying to counter jungle. He's always going for an early gank in the mid or top lane by about the six-minute mark. He, there's always a, a style that H2K has, and that style is a very good style, and they're very good at it. There's a reason they were as strong in the regular season as they were. I understand why they have that kind of hesitance to come up with another way to play. I right. genuinely do. The problem is it's wholly irrelevant. It's whole, I I'm, like you can be as good at that as you as you want to be, but you have to have a second option. Every team has to have a second option. There is not a single team in this world, not even SK Telecom that gets by with just one way to win. You've got to find multiple ways to do it. You have to find what to do if Yekos gets counter-jungled the way that he was uh, in a couple games towards the end of last season, which is very rare, but it does happen. And what's your backup plan? That's what I need to see. I need to see a, a team that can cerebrally catch up uh, in, in those ways. And, and, you know, probably that's the task in front of you, man. I don't want to see another great regular season performance. I need to see it translate. And regionally in the playoffs, it hasn't yet. And I, I think that you guys did well at Worlds, so I know it's possible you got to do it here and you got to do it again i need to see it in regional play consistently i need to see that second option yeah i, just I, haven't seen uh, it yet. I hate to tell you it's not going to translate it's not going to happen i just think that's their mo i think their mo is going to be they're going to be known as a team that was good but just not quite good enough at the end of the day i think they would need to make some wholesale changes across the board if they want to be anything more than that and that i think that means replacing odawamne yanko san Prali. I think they have to oh. blow it up if they want to be anything better than just Man. not quite good enough. 
I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that the only way HGK can get better is to lose their best player and uh, and I another very think, solid veteran. I just don't think these three people go together anymore. I think that I don't think that they're not good. I just don't think they go together. I don't think these three pieces belong. I would consider a coaching change after this split. Well, yes, I'm not saying struggle. tomorrow change it before the regular season, but I'm saying but if they flame out again, Yankos, it's just like with Yankos is untouchable. Let's let's not be silly here. He's too good. He would be grabbed up in about 0.25 seconds if he was ever I'm on the market. I'm not disputing that. It's, I'm it's saying not... I don't think these three pieces go together anymore. I don't think they fit. I think that this five-man roster is going to be just fine. I think that who they have leading it and who they try, how they try to build it is going to be what changes, if anything. But I... I, I I'm sorry, I will venomously disagree with you that, that mean, Oduwamne and Yankos have to go anywhere for this I team. Mean, this team's going to be great. Uh, listen, I, listen. One of, us, they, one of us is the Guest Alliance champion and the other isn't. I don't know. You guys can listen to whichever <sighs> one you want to believe. That being said, if you want to listen to more about, of us, this is only day three of our team-by-team -team previews. We've covered G2 and the Unicorns of Love so far in Europe, and obviously h2k today and we've covered tsm and cloud nine over in north america that means we still have one more episode today for a north american team and then seven more yes across the rest seven more days of content from us and then we get into our normal regular season stuff so stick around if you want to tell me that i'm wrong about h2k you can follow me at C80s underscore LOL. If you want to tell Chase he's right about H2K, you can find him where? At Redshirt King. And you can also tell me I'm wrong about H2K. I'm open to all conversations. I love keeping it going. Go check out the comments section. I read every single one. And I do try to respond to as many of you guys as I can. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I cannot wait for our next team that we're going to be talking about. This is the one I've been probably the most excited to talk about uh, since the offseason started. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about the Renegades tomorrow either. Until then, goodbye, Internet. <laughs> hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show, or eight bucks a month, gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube, by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.